Welcome back to Emerging, a podcast series created by students at the Community College of Beaver County. In this episode, we had an honest discussion about social media and its influences in our lives. This is Emerging Online Connections. This week's episode in CCBC Emerging will be covering social media. I'm Ray, and I'm joined here by Cora, Lucy, and Sarah. So, in line with current events, on October 5th, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp were shut down for about five hours. With 3 billion users globally, people were affected everywhere. And did you guys notice when this happened, or what were you thinking? So, for me personally, I didn't realize it was a global shutdown. I just noticed on Instagram it, like, wasn't refreshing, and I honestly thought it was just a problem with my phone or my Wi-Fi. So, I'm on the same plane as Cora. I actually tried to restart my router just because I'm not involved with social media that much. Yeah, I don't really go on social, like, Instagram or Facebook or anything. I normally just go on TikTok, so I didn't actually find out about the shutdown until I went on TikTok and saw these videos about it, but I had no idea that it was actually, like, a global thing. Mm -hmm. But actually, it was a really big event globally. Um, I know that Facebook lost a lot of money in stocks because of the shutdown. Businesses were negatively affected and just people worldwide weren't able to talk to their families through WhatsApp because it's a app that's used internationally for um, communication, kind of like a messenger. So today we're going to be talking about the pros and cons that we've experienced through social media. And our generation is very unique as we have grown up with the importance of social media in our society. So when Ray, for example, was growing up, he didn't have social media and Facebook in the presence as we do now. And it's all has been changing over time. And so some of our biggest pros of social media that we found is connecting with family and friends constantly. And you can connect with people globally. What do you guys think on that? Yeah, like my family, they use WhatsApp and Facebook to message some of our family out in like the UK. And they didn't do it that day, like obviously, but um, I know that they do use social media and use WhatsApp to connect with people all around the world. And a lot of people have like internet friends and everything that they connect with through social media as well. Mm -hmm. And never before has it been so easy connect to connect with someone in a different country or across the across the United States. We are seeing events happening in real time, being connected through social media. And going back to being connected with everybody, um, I know back before the social media things, if you didn't have somebody's number or email, you couldn't get in contact with them. Nowadays, as long as you're in a place with Wi-Fi, it's so much easier to find and contact people. Yeah, it's just a simple Instagram or Facebook search and you can find the person you're looking for. Um, it could be very helpful when you're in a student setting. If you meet someone for a split second in class, you can just search up their name and you can find them really quickly. Um, and then we found that businesses are also really reliant on social media and especially through TikTok. Um, if your video goes viral of your business, your products can be flying off your shelves and having a big boom in online orders. And then also with social media, we've had um, a great rise of freedom of expression. I think it can be really good, but also it can be bad because of the judgment people can place mm -hmm. on you for posting whatever you want. But it's also a great way to like put yourself out there. And for a lot of creative people, like it's so easy to just advertise yourself. It gets around the world so fast. If you like have one video or one post that people really like, so I think it can be really beneficial in that way. But going back to like people can judge you and it can negatively affect people in that way. 
Yeah, going back to that, the freedom of expression, people can sell things online, which also creates the businesses that they're reliant to, and they're able to post whatever they want. I mean, there are some restrictions on what you're supposed to post, but um, people are able to post photos of themselves and photos of the jewelry they make or the art they make, or it's just, it's a nice thing to have. Yeah. And with the rising of our world being more globalized and our societies being more interconnected, you can connect with people who have your same interests in the same types of art or the same types of music, or whether it's the LGBTQ plus community, you can connect with people everywhere who have those same experiences. We're experiencing unique problems that our parents never encountered. They didn't know and they didn't have Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and all these different ways of connecting with people constantly and so this could be negatively affecting our mental health because of feelings of FOMO which is the feeling of missing out there's a big difference in the way that you present yourself online versus the reality of your life so there's a big difference in the pictures you're posting whether they're photoshopped or edited and it's so easy now to face tune a picture and erase something that you don't like about yourself which creates these unrealistic expectations of people and the way that you live your life. People can post on Instagram and they can have like, they're showing that they're having fun and they're having the time of their life, but in reality, they might not be, they might be struggling really bad. And other people are seeing that and they're like, oh, they're having so much fun. And like, they just want to like stay connected to that and just want to keep seeing all these fun things happening, but they don't know what's happening behind the scenes. And that's what I call the highlight reel effect is because social media gives you a way to post all the good things about your life while also not showing the things you struggle with. And other people are looking at you and they're getting jealous like, hey, uh, man, why can't I live like they do? Like, I'm obviously not doing all the fun things they are. There's got to be something wrong with me or I'm not having enough fun. And that just goes back to uh, the fear of missing out. Yes. And that's what keeps people keep uh, that's what keeps people coming back to social media. They want to keep checking up and seeing what you're doing because they got to see what they got to compete with and what they got to try to do next just so they can feel included in part of that social uh, media atmosphere. Yeah, and I definitely agree that when you feel like you have to be constantly included, I know we discussed this a little bit in our last episode, that instant gratification, the instant gratification of when you post that the the post or the video or um, the Snapchat uh, story, you instantly get people looking at it and people seeing your life and you're getting attention that you wouldn't have in another aspect of your life. It's that you're constantly being connected to other people who are also posting only the best parts of their life. So this highlight reel mentality is perpetuated by other people when we feel like there's you're missing out if you're not on Instagram or if you don't have an Instagram account or if you don't use social media, or if you don't use Snapchat as much, it's other people are using it. Other people are sharing what they're doing. Other people are showing all these things. And it's like, well, I want to look cool. I want to have that certain aesthetic about my life. It's that feeling of you have to be constantly connected to other people through it. It's really unfortunate that kids growing up now have to deal with that because it's such a big part of like, kids childhoods there's so many kids i see like these little kids on on tiktok like they just want that instant gratification like sarah was saying and it's such a big part of life 
Um, and it's really affecting people's mental health. I don't have any statistics currently on it, but I know like anxiety and depression rates have gone up so much from the boom of social media. And like for me, like unfortunately, I definitely think it has affected my mental health, even if I don't want to admit it. Social media influencers, their whole job, they're being paid to curate their lives to look like this person that they've branded themselves at. And right there, that's so much to unpack because they're getting these brand deals. They're getting these sponsorships from companies who like who they've presented themselves online as and like how they are viewed by their their perceptions that their um, followers have. And they say, well, I want them to endorse my product. And then that adds into the businesses being able to use social media. They're able to use the fact that there are so many social media influencers with millions of followers, with hundreds of thousands of followers, who these people look at them and be like, well, I want to be them. I should use these products. I should spend my money to this company. And then it adds just into that cycle of we, our influences come from social media. Then we influence other people by giving into those perceptions. And yes, they can be great things. Like I have found so many things through TikTok and Instagram that I would have never found out about. Um, but then there's also some things like I can't afford these products or other people can't afford them or they it doesn't fit into my lifestyle, but I feel like I should work out this way. I feel like I should spend my money this way. And I feel like I should live my life in this frame of, but I'm not a social media influencer. I'm not one. I'm not getting paid to do that. And so there's this rose tinted filter that people put onto their lives on social media. And whether that's through Visco or whether that's through an Instagram filter, I feel like it definitely affects our perceptions of ourselves in the society we live in. Yeah, I feel like influencers also have a big impact on children that are online too, because they're seeing these influencers like Charlie D'Amelio or whatever mm -hmm. is. They're seeing people like her and they're like, wow, I want to be that. I want to do that. And it's damaging their self-image at such a young age. And I just think that's crazy that our society is like that now, whereas like 10 years ago, we had those influencers, but it wasn't as impactful to younger kids. Yeah, it was a celebrity, not a person who you can see on Instagram. Yeah. And I feel bad for these kids because these kids are growing up in a world where who they are on social media comes to life in reality. And it shouldn't be that way because some of these kids, if they're popping popping on social media, that will determine them as the popular kids in school. Oh, yeah. And the kids who don't get those likes, who don't uh, reap the benefits of the instant gratification of posting a picture and they get like 500 likes in a, an hour or so, those kids are going to go to school not feeling as cool as everybody else. And then that's when it comes back to damaging the self-image. And it shouldn't be like that. A fake place online shouldn't determine whether or not a kid is worthy of friends or cute or popular or cool. It shouldn't be like that. But that, that's reality for the kids these days, and it's sad. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. And the fact that, like, they can just go and find out, like, everything about, like, Charlie's life or, like, these influencers, it's so easy for them to get, like, caught up in their life instead of, like, worrying about themselves. And, like, I feel like people want to do different things in life now because of, like, like people want to be like more famous. Like I feel like a lot of people always have, but like so many people like want to be TikTok famous or like be an influencer. And it's like so weird because like kind of what is that doing for like others in a way? That's yeah, I completely agree. Um, it's the rise of 
well, it seems so easy to get all these followers and it seems so cool to be like that. But I've never been like that personally, but I have found myself thinking, well, this is a really cool thing I'm doing. I feel like I should share that. Or I feel like this will go into that, the view that I want people to have of me. And um, with the highlight reel, it's um, like, I'm going to a concert tonight. I'm going to the Harry Styles concert. And I can bet you that anyone here will see probably a hundred different perspectives of the same exact concert. And it's like social media has kind of become the new, I learn all of my news from social media, most likely. I still listen to podcasts where people talk about current events and um, the economy and stuff. But whenever I'm seeing current events happening, I'm most likely learning that from TikTok. And it also feeds into that, well, how do you discern as a growing child? Like these kids are 10, 12, eight years old, and they're seeing um, current events from this light. And they could be easily changed by people's perspectives and by people's perceptions of the events when they're happening. All right. So what are you guys' favorite aspects of social media? So for me personally, I follow a lot of people who struggle with mental health and they post their own experiences and how they cope with their mental health. And it's really inspiring to see. I see all these people struggle the same with the same issues I do. And it's I can see that it's not just me that struggles. It's everywhere, even if it's not posted online. And I see the way that they cope and the way that they are able to express themselves, even if they're struggling like I do. Yeah. And I think that's so important in working towards um, more visibility with mental health and um, sexuality and um, people's identities of themselves. And I think social media is positive in that, that people have that platform, even if it's um, to how many people, people, um, it'll reach the people that need it. And that can help to break the mental health stigma and working towards that is such an important thing in our society right now. And my probably one of my favorite aspects of social media is definitely that visibility of getting to see new ideas and develop your own ideas from different perspectives and seeing personal videos, posts from people who are experiencing these current events or who are um, experiencing the same things that I am. And it really helps you get different perspectives and see that you're not alone and to connect with other people wherever they are. Yeah, I agree. I also, I really like how I just know I'm not alone because I struggle with things too. And it's so nice that people are so open about it and that the stigma is like going away. My favorite aspect is the inspiration that I get from it. Um, I'm a really creative person. So I go on social media, like TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and there's just so much inspiration for me. And I also like how I can share what I'm doing. Like, I love like photography and excited to get into that and share it with people. So for the reason I use social media and my favorite aspect about it is the ability to be able to spread my message because not only have I been through a whole lot, but I've overcome a whole lot. So I use things like uh, Snapchat and Instagram to kind of get self-help messages out there, um, uh, talk about spirituality and also just motivational speaking in general, just to kind of help people who were where I was, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. The wrap on our second episode of our Connection Season of Emerging, where our goal is to learn together as creators and listeners. Be sure to follow our social media accounts to stay connected and to give input on future episodes. Thank you for listening.